So welcome to Fields of Consciousness, the podcast for consciousness conversations. I'm your host, Jeffrey Stegman. And I'm your host, Clayton Stedman. <laughs> As consciousness explorers and founders of Focus Life Force Energy, we're here to bring a holistic approach to consciousness and share practical examples of how you can take your life to the next level. In this episode, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, relationships, um, high consciousness field and romantic relationships and what happens in a performance with the fields of consciousness with a you know, really, really good uh, performer, a singer. So let's explore together how consciousness interacts with our, our everyday experiences. In our last episode, we discussed why environment is more important than will. And we also discussed high and low consciousness fields in that episode. Today, we dive deeper into relationships, manifestation, and how high consciousness fields express in our everyday life. Welcome to the podcast. So let's look at high consciousness fields and personal relationships. So one of the big things I've noticed and our FLFE customers talk about is ease in communication in a high consciousness field. And in previous podcasts, we've, we've talked about the example of a, of a party, you know, really a really fun party with a great venue and, you know, maybe some nice music, not too loud. You can talk to others. And in those situations, uh, it, it could be a higher consciousness field than we're used to. And that those connections that we have with others uh, can flow in maybe a different way than we're used to. Have you noticed that, Clayton? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, it's like when you're going to a party, there's, there's an anticipation of you know, coming together to celebrate life in some way. It could be a birthday or anniversary or a special event. Or just, you know, the joy of being alive. Mm. Um, I know at the office we have chip day. That's <laughs> just Thursday. It's chip and chocolate. It's gone to chip and chocolate now. <laughs> <laughs> two most because important C's, right? The two most important C's, yeah. So we buy chips and chocolate. And uh, it's just kind of a fun little thing, you know. I, and for what, for some reason, I'm thinking about that old phrase, hump day. on what, Like Wednesday is hump day. So a lot of places have something on Wednesday I imagine that's not as important in a in a place where you really like to work. <laughs> but you know, if you're not enjoying your job, I guess Wednesday you're kind of over that over the middle of the week or over the hump. Um, but yeah, in, anytime we're in a in a place where there's a celebration of life, where people are anticipating coming together, uh, there's a like an, an energy that builds up and it's released. You know, when we when we meet. And um, we're probably going to talk about this more later on, but you know, you, you've recently told me you've been to a couple of musical events, Jeff's Symphony. Well, it's quite some time ago now, and different kirtans. And when people are, you know, even just getting settled, there's a real electric kind of energy in the room. 
Yeah, and in those situations, the the communication, my experience is that I connect more deeply and more quickly with people around me. It might just be somebody sitting behind me and would just turn and talk for a moment. And that in that anticipation and maybe the field is rising, field of consciousness is rising, that that seems easier to see that person and connect with who they are quickly. Um, I feel like my heart is more open and it's something we've noticed in a high consciousness field, like the FLFE environment, that, that the heart center uh, seems to open more easily or be supported to be open. And so I've noticed that, you know, I have this kind of instant communication that's emotionally like loving uh, based and uh, the other thing I notice in those environments is I'm not really thinking about much else, you know, that the, my mind seems to clear out. Uh, and this happens to me in the FLFE environment or in high consciousness fields that we create, Clayton, when we're working on, uh, on FLFE or doing service work, that, you know, my mind is clear and I'm more focused on the moment and on the person in front of me that I'm you know, talking to. Yeah. I mean, what we've done is, you know, every time we've met, you're probably doing this, I'm going to show their 10 or 11 years, maybe longer, even actually no going back. Yeah. 2007. So 14 years, at least 10 or 11 on FLFE. Um, we prayed probably 98% of the time when we meet formally for a business meeting, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we, at least take a moment of silence and do our own individual prayer, but oftentimes we'll say a, a prayer out loud. And that, um, that has contributed to a field between us. So it's like when you and I get together, there's definitely an ease of getting new ideas or solving problems. Mm -hmm. There's stuff we can solve together that, let me, I'll speak for myself. There's stuff that I can solve when we're together that I have a really hard time solving on my own. And when we're together, it's, um, it's, you know, quite often it's effortless. And uh, that's an example of a high field. And that can happen between anybody where there's enough goodwill and uh, some kind of devotion to something bigger than yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it seems in that field, in that more charged or more energized situation at, the, in a, at a high level, that as my mind's quieter, the quiet whisper that is, you know, you could call it intuition or mm -hmm. higher self, or they're just thoughts coming in that pertain to what either the problem we're trying to solve or, you know, with a person I'm talking to in a, in a high field, you know, kind of what's pertinent for them, you know, for me to say next to them almost. Mm -hmm. um, and that quiet voice it normally is kind of overrun by my mind, you know, going through whatever it's going through, <laughs> um, that I can hear that, that, that thought that kind of leads to the next part of the conversation or, or solves, you know, is a creative uh, solution to whatever we're talking about. Yeah. There's a, there's a term that's coming to mind for me when the field is high enough, it, it feels like it, there's an emergence it's an emergence of how divinity wants to express through those people mm. who have a pattern of a devotional 
relationship with each other and mm -hmm. to the world. Mm. And um, it does seem to take those several factors to make that field be optimal. Mm -hmm. um, if you're coming together just to hang out, it's one thing. I mean, that's part of life. It's, you know, not mm -hmm. everything has to be devotional. Mm -hmm. And if there's a part of your life where you meet with people to, to connect with the divine and uh, serve something greater than yourself, then there is another energy that tends to show up. And mm -hmm. that's what I'm referring to as emergence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And that, that emergence is part of our relating to the people we're working, you know, we're talking to and relating to them as the person they are, right. Kind of seeing them clearly through that emergence or through the mm -hmm. support of the field. Um, and there's something I've noticed about patterns, you know, like I have my own patterns from my upbringing and from wherever they've come from. Some are societal patterns. And we've talked about that in past podcasts about, you know, thoughts that are coming into our awareness that may or may not be our own thoughts. And that, you know, in this emergence in a high field, there seem to be more and more either my own thoughts or the thoughts of a, you know, say a higher power or some mm -hmm. higher self or whatever it is that's helping me to communicate with someone. And then, so I'm moving out of maybe a habitual pattern and instead being more clear and focused. So that's something where it's really a person to person interaction instead of a pattern to pattern interaction, you know, a triggering and, you know, a reaction to the triggering and so forth. Uh, We've had customers tell us that they use the 600 level of consciousness boost in the FLFE service for those kind of harder conversations, you know, those difficult scenarios or things they need to bring up with a partner or with a child that they, they've seen that a higher field helps them to maybe have less negative charge on it and be able to articulate, you know, what needs to be said. Yes. Um, uh, in the office, uh, Ashutosh and I, were, we, we've been working on this, um, how to have difficult conversations mm. um, kind of uh, process. Mm. Sometimes you just need to have awkward conversations with people. And part of it is to do a prayer before. And that's a, yeah. I mean, if you have technology like ours, you can, you can boost the level of consciousness and, you know, anybody can just get really centered, you know, get in your heart, as you said, um, ask for the highest and best interest of all to be expressed um, and ask for the help of some power greater than ourselves to facilitate the conversation. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's another way of activating a high field and it does make things easier. And sometimes if you're in a good sp space and you have a plan, I usually like to have a plan to have those conversations. That's why we're sort of running out of process. Sometimes it gets stuck. And then other times it just seems to flow because you're in the right headspace. And, uh, and yeah, what's in your headspace is sometimes not your own thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's definitely a, uh, a pretty 
you know, recognizable pattern and a way to really um, support our relationships to be peaceful is to mm -hmm. take responsibility for our own state. And, mm -hmm. you know, and if you need to have a, a tough conversation, you know, being in a good state is, is a great way to start. And, you know, it takes a bit of conscious effort, but it's, it's, I don't know, probably 99% of the time it's worth it. If you got a big charge on something, then, you know, they can tend to take over, but um, in a high field, you have less negative charge on difficult topics. Yeah. You're fine. Mm -hmm. Find words easier. You can articulate your thoughts better or mm -hmm. articulate the thoughts that are best expressed might be more accurate. You know, mm -hmm. if something is helping you or some higher powers helping you. Yeah. The idea of invoking a higher power, we've talked about that in previous podcasts. We're like we have our personal willpower, our personal level of consciousness. And then we have invoking that higher power level, which can be like 850 on the Hawkins map. And in that high field of consciousness, there just seems to be much more capacity. Yeah, we, we refer to it as a spiritual will, technically, but it's, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So one of the other things that seems to happen is more laughter. And it just, there's been times where we're just cracking out. I mean, you know, you, you, I don't know if it's our cultural upbringing, you know, you go to church and mm -hmm. everything's solemn and quiet and, you know, you don't, you generally don't go to a church service and people are like belly laughing in the aisles. Right. But it seems to happen more and more in the, in a high conscious field that there's, there's more laughter, you know, and more joy at just small things. Um, <clears throat> I know we're just laughing at each other's bad jokes, but <laughs> there's, it, do you, do you see that laughter is a kind of a high consciousness activity to what's your take on that? Yeah, I mean, people travel, you know, halfway across the country to see a great comedian. And uh, there's something, if you have a high field and you're in a high kind of place yourself, which which will happen if you create the field, the field between us is much higher than either of us, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, it lifts us up when we're together, probably 99% of the time. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's kind of an absurdity about the human condition, and the struggles and the pettiness that we have at times, it is, you know, it's, it's sad. And it, and there's sometimes when you need to respect that. And sometimes the whole thing seems like it's just kind of funny, you know, and of course we have our own personal idiosyncrasies that add to that. But I, I would, you know, I, if I was to vote, I would definitely vote that uh, laughter is a higher consciousness field. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's measurable through kinesiology. Yeah. And there seems to be, the in this higher power and you know this intuitive connection that we use in the business and in our personal lives that there's funny things coming through it's just like there is a uh, sense of humor you could say like god or divinity or higher power there's a sense of humor there that's sort of innate uh in 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 the way things work which is really funny <laughs> absolutely yeah absolutely it's uh yeah, I mean, part, part of me always wants to be able to put, you know, quantifiable m measurements to it and put it, you know, put it in a pie chart. But 
it doesn't need to be there. It's, uh, <laughs> it's just a great, it's a great experience. And, and usually it, what I notice about it is that the humor is a little more PG than some other humor. You know, it can, some humor as you get you know, going in the laughter, especially with comedians, you know, they can tend to, they can tend to get kind of edgy. And uh, it seems that the high fields are, um, are a little more, you know, a little more PG. I just you know, a little less less. They don't have they don't doesn't have all the vulgarity in this in it that uh, that laughter is oftentimes associated with, or or jokes or humor. But what I, what I have noticed in the fields is it is pointing out what is, and that's what comedians can do so well. They can point yeah. out something that's that's really true that is absurd. It's absurd. Know? Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's absurd that we're holding some view of ourselves. You know. And, and um, I'll talk a little bit later, manifesting some of the, one of the absurd views that I'm holding. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, so that, you know, and that's where we, where we can laugh. And, and with that kind of clarity of the high field, whether it's in an FLFE environment or a field we've created ourselves through invocation or at a, at a great party that, um, that, you know, poking fun at ourselves does kind of help us see our foibles and our strengths. And it's just all um, held more lightly and not such a uh, uh, serious topic that we need to change ourselves. Yeah. It's good not to take ourselves too seriously. You know, we're all kind of funny beings in one level. We, we think we're, we're hiding something from other people or yeah, we're just, we're humans, you know, humans are, are amazing humans are absolutely amazing and we're fallible and uh well, so that's funny it's just, yeah. so we we've had some great testimonials from from parents uh in on the whole play so kind of laughter and play sort of go together this idea of just kind of really easeful play and that's part of what i experience as well in our fields and in talking to customers at times, um, but they report they've been reporting around children that they they feel like more childlike. They can get down on the ground. Fathers, in particular, I've heard from mm. in the testimonials where they 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 just get down on their hands and knees and they play with the kids more often than they felt like they have been. And um, so maybe that that sort of playful, childlike joy of life is characteristic of the field as well being in a high field yeah you're not as self-conscious in a high field there's more freedom you know you're mm. just not uh preoccupied with your own stories that you're running in your head and of course mm. us men tend to be a little more in our head than women so it makes sense that men are a little that they might notice the contrast of a high field a little bit more in terms of being able to be out of their head and and in their heart and and play with you know and play with kids Mm -hmm. that's a that's a you know not a absolute truth but i think it's a reasonable generalization yeah. mm -hmm. so we can talk a little bit about one-on-one -on -one relationships we've we've hit it a bit you know here but mm -hmm. um as we've said there's a kind of a natural relaxation and um that occurs in a high field however we get into that field and Something else that seems to happen, and we brought it up like this emergence, as you've you, mm -hmm. you pointed it out, 
of like an alignment of kind of mutually aligned interests. You know, it's mm-hmm, like yeah. this where this connections appear between people that you maybe you hadn't thought you had a connection with that person. And, and I've noticed that just like in the Kirtan, like example, we've talked about where the fields starting to build that you just get this connection that of natural, you find these naturally aligned interests with people around you um, that maybe you wouldn't have found in any other way. Um, yeah. I guess what's coming to me is that a, a high consciousness field it has a creative life affirming energy. Mm-hmm. And it's like when people are in that field, the way that they can affirm life and create more of good life, you know, lack of a better way of saying it, uh, that just comes to the surface. And um, I can understand the excitement in a musical event when everybody's getting together because, you know, people have an interest in music or if you're going to a comedy show or just even getting together for a barbecue, people are typically there. It's not for the same reason. So there's a natural kind of harmony there in terms of interests, but it doesn't seem to matter if you're, if you're in a high field, it's like the creative positive aspect of life comes to the surface and just brings everything closer to that, Mm. like pets and, you know, can't speak for trees per se. Some people can talk to plants. I'm not one of them, Mm -hmm. but certainly pets and people and, you know, they, everything comes together and there's harmony and goodwill and, Creativity, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And as we've talked about to this, um, maybe holding yourself lightly, you know, in this clearing away of some of the patterns, just being more, more in your, um, un, you know, unthought uh, self, you know, just the more of the basis that there's this self awareness there that. You know, come to understand ourselves and what we do well, and maybe what we don't do well. And you know, in a romantic relationship, or you know, a long-term um, relationship with someone, where you're living in a high field, maybe you're consciously creating one, or you're in an FLFE environment. That this self-awareness, part of managing yourself, like being aware of, you know, I, I get really intense about you know, the kitchen being messy or something. And so you kind of know that about yourself and then that being more understanding of others in a situation and managing your own reaction, um, you know, kind of builds that goodwill over time. I'm going to talk more about that, Clayton. There's some interesting bits about romantic relationships because we're both in committed relationships and Mm -hmm. something people really you know, they, 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 they want to have, and if they have them, they, you know, people often want them to, to work as well as they can. Yeah. Yeah. Having the self-awareness to know your own uh, shadow, I guess we'd call it mm. to know the things you struggle with. And, you know, and if you're aware of it then sometimes expressing it helps so that if people see you're having a reaction in the kitchen, you know, they, you're kind of got that look about you or that even that energy and your own and you own that as a frustration for you, then the other person can either adapt to it and maybe make more of an effort to keep the kitchen clean if that's the topic we're on. 
at least they know that it's something that you're aware of and that you're, I'm going to assume you're managing it in a way that you're not outwardly reacting too much. And um, yeah, I mean, that's one of the things about a long-term relationship is, you know, the more you know yourself and can manage the frustrations you have and be transparent about it in such a way you don't make the other person wrong, you know, that builds goodwill. And um, it kind of, you know, we, we, we all contribute and take away from the goodwill account between each other. And you want, you want to have a positive balance, you know, uh, so that there's something there to draw upon when you need it. It's like a bank account. Mm-hmm. You know, you put some money aside in case there's a, a big repair bill on the house or car breaks down or something. And then you have that money and it's not a drama. I think goodwill and relationships is really the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Building that bank account. Uh, it's important. And there's something about, you know, as we've talked about uh, the mind quieting, being less in the stories, less in the patterns, more in the, you know, moment to moment interaction that, that there's kind of less self-consciousness, you know, maybe this is, maybe applies more in a new relationship <clears throat> where in a high field, whether you, you know, you take a minute before you, you walk in the door to meet someone that you, mm. you know, just connect to a higher power in the way that you do it. Um, if you're of FLFE, you activate a boost on your phone. <laughs> um, and that self, you know, being in that clarity state with less, less patterns, less, chatter in the mind that there's just less self-consciousness and you can just interact in a more authentic way, person to person. And the other, the other thing that seems to happen is this experience of oneness or, you know, connection that we're all the same in some way that, that the boundaries maybe dissolve in some ways. And, you know, that is a, you know, we can, we could probably have a whole podcast on boundaries and, 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 you know, in some cases, um, it's happening naturally in a high consciousness field. And it's something that you watch and, um, you know, some people it's, it's part of their work to do is where are my boundaries and am I, uh, you know, healthy with those. Yeah, we're definitely going to do another podcast on the phenomena that happens when two people create a high consciousness field and how it lifts them up. Uh, that's a that's a big topic, and uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know we'll get into some kind of minutia around that in terms of processes and. and but mm-hmm. uh, as you're speaking and uh, thinking about long term relationships, I don't I don't do this, but I do know um, one gentleman who made a commitment to himself that he wouldn't come into the house after work if he was in a mood. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he said he had to walk around the blocks sometimes for hours before he'd come out of the house. He'd call and say, okay, this is what's going on. And he missed a few meals, but um, I thought that was really an interesting way to make sure you come home and you leave the office behind or you leave whatever else is behind in your present that mm-hmm. evening and you're in a good mood. And, you know, mood is one of the things that, uh, you know, you and your other companies manage really well. Mm. And uh, that's might be worth talking a little bit uh, about here. Yeah. Um, 
because mood is, you know, it's a, it's, um, there's a topic I've been looking at recently and it's, uh, you know, happiness is not a feeling, it's a moral responsibility. Mm. And there's a couple of, um, there's a couple of videos on the internet on YouTube about that. And mm. I've just been really kind of exploring that lately. And I, I don't feel like I have the understanding that those speakers have, but it, I'm really interested in it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I never really thought of it as being immoral, but the way that framing it, it, it could be, I just haven't spent enough time to really, you know, kind of own it. Well, it does make, make sense to me to be, we're responsible for our own moods and we are have control. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And so we, we can, and it's part of this self-awareness um, and building, you know, building this bank account in relationships um, yeah, that's really interesting because I hadn't thought about this, but what I used to do is driving home from work, I would use the car time to shift and would put on music, um, sing, open the windows, <clears throat> put the top down when I had a convertible and, you know, just consciously being, you know, being a good mood when I, when I got home. And, you know, these days, many people are now working from home. So, you know, what are you doing leaving the office and walking into the (laughs) hallway to shift your mood? You know, so that's that really is uh, uh, something I hadn't thought about is, uh, you know, creating that time to shift. You know, if if it needs to shift, maybe you're taking a great a great mood from the meeting to into the kitchen. But uh um, that, uh, that car time has, has gone away for a lot of people. So it's, uh, it's interesting. You brought that up. Yeah. I don't want to make the assumption that, you know, we always leave work in a good mood, but, and this guy's commitment was to be in at least a neutral or positive mood when he came home and, mm-hmm. you know, um, you could do that for, for the office too. I mean, mm-hmm. most of us consider our personal life a little more important than our office life, but, uh, yeah, if we ever decide to do a podcast on uh, on moods, managing our moods, I mean, I imagine you're in the unconscious competence zone, Jeff. If we started talking about it, you'd probably get a lot of good ideas because mm-hmm. you and your brother have managed that and your whole family extremely well from from my experience in your in mm-hmm. your businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Puts me in a good mood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It makes me feel like I'm in a good mood when you say, to say that. Yeah. yeah. And one of the other situations, I guess, that some people are in, and it, it happens to all of us, is, you know, attracting that romantic partner. Mm. So in a, in a high consciousness field, and we'll, we'll get into uh, manifesting um, a bit more later in the podcast, but attracting a romantic partner deliberately. And uh, my partner, Audrey has great, great stories about that. And she, she really wrote it out, you know, like, this is what I want. Um, and just kind of let it go. Like, this is what I want to let it go. And so that's, you know, it's being kind of clear about what you want in a high consciousness field. Um, you know, so we'll talk about manifesting in a high consciousness field, we, people tend to rise in consciousness. And with that rise is more power to, to, um, to create our life, 
you know, more, more power to attract what we want and to, uh, to to build our life, to be what it is we want it to be. And so, you know, that really applies in a romantic partner is really getting clear what it is we want and not unconsciously attracting maybe the pattern of the relationships that we've had in the past uh, by not thinking about it and just jumping into the next, you know, attraction where we, if we create the kind of profiles, the wrong word, but create, create a, you know, a little paragraph about what it is we want, then it could be very helpful. Well, the, well, the amount of online dating these days, uh, profile might not be a bad word at all. Um, yeah. Thank you for joining Fields of Consciousness, the podcast of Consciousness Conversations. This episode is part one of a two-part episode. We invite you to visit the link below the episode to experience a completely free trial of Focused Life Force Energy for 15 days. If you like, you can subscribe to the Fields of Consciousness podcast and tune in next time for the second half of this episode. We release new episodes every other week on Tuesdays at 11, 11 a.m. PST. Onward and upward.